some real champions here and one I heard in particular I don't know I saw a very fast knockout not so long ago where is Jorge where is Jorge I don't want to fight with him where is he where is he stand up Jorge stand up there he is that's a fastest knockout I watched this uh, he was fighting this young superstar he's gonna be great Right? He was, a, they would tell me how great he is a man. I mean, I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings, but he was supposed to be the future of the UFC. And then they go through this guy right here. Didn't work out too well, did it, Jorge? <laughs> what a champion you are. Thank you. And that was the fastest, what was it, like about a second, two seconds? You ran across the ring and the guy was gone and that was the end of it. Did they have to pay you for that evening or not? Because, you know, one second is not. <laughs> That's a good return. Great. Great to have you, big fan. Thank you, man. Thanks. Great. So I'm thrilled to be back at Doral. I never knew I was going to even see it again. This is nice. You know, we, uh, I bought it before I uh, became president, and I had no intention of being president. I was enjoying my life. I had a great life, like Jorge has. You just keep winning, though, Jorge. It's important. Right? But uh, I will say, I will say, and, and then I said, let's do this. And I said, I have all these great places. I don't know if I'll ever see them again, but we have these beautiful ballrooms and it works well. It can even hold all of that media back there. It's a lot of, it's a lot of people this early in the morning. Uh, but it's uh, about Hispanics and the relationship that we have. We have incredible relationships. And you've seen the polls. The polls are having me up over a Democrat, which is, I think, unheard of. And it should really, I don't think it's going to be unheard of anymore. But we're doing it. Thank you. And we recently were in Arizona. We got a reception like it was incredible. But literally, I mean, we are. Uh, doing better than the opposition. Now, the opposition has not been good to Hispanics at all. He's been very bad to Hispanics. And uh, we'll go into that, and we'll do some questions later. We'll have a little fun. Uh, but I'm very happy to be back at Doral. It's great. It's a good good location, right? Yes, sir. Good location. And, uh, and at least I see my property, even if for just a short period of time. But I, I really appreciate you all being here, and uh, you're all champions. You're all champions, Jorge. Really, he's a great In Arizona, I was with a man, you know him, owner of the Los Angeles Angels, and he's done such a fantastic job. He's been, he's been so nice, and uh, I didn't recognize him. And then I said, haven't I seen you in sports? Oh, the Angels. And uh, he's, he, was, he stood up. He made just a very inspiring speech. And he's done such a great job for, and, and I guess from Mexico, right? He's from Mexico. What a job he's done with the team. He's, and uh, he signed Albert Pujols. He's got uh, Trout, I, I guess, who's considered, I don't get to watch too much baseball anymore, unfortunately, but he's considered the best player in baseball. 
And so it's really uh, the, the success of the Hispanics. Uh, they call them Latinos sometimes, Hispanics sometimes, and sometimes you can call them both. They don't really care, I figure. After about five years, after about five years, I figure, I figured out that they don't really care. Just call us one of those two and we're okay. <laughs> but uh, the success has been incredible. Great business people. But I'm thrilled to be back at Doral with so many patriotic Americans who are part of our extraordinary national movement. And that's Latinos for Trump. And we're joined by Republican Party Chair Joe Grizzlers. Joe, 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 Joe. Thank you, Joe. Great job. Great job. How are we doing? Well, they had a poll that I never did well in. It's the ABC Washington Post poll. It's a total. They had me down four years ago, 12 points with like a week and a half to go. And we complained. And then by the election, they had me almost even. And I said, that was quick. We complained very loudly, right? But I've never done well in that poll. And they have us up four in Florida. So, uh, so it's, it, but it seems to be going well from what I hear. That's great. Yeah, it should be going well. If you don't do a good job, you will be fired so fast. You're hitting <laughs> I think we're going to win it big. Yeah, I know it feels it. It just feels it really good. But Hispanic Americans have been incredible. We have one right here that uh, he gave a very inspiring speech. Uh, where's Max? Max Alvarez. Really he gave a very inspiring speech. He gave a couple of them, actually. I've been to a couple of them. And uh, he really took the house down at the Republican National Convention, but really uh, at the round table. A few weeks ago, you were at the round table, right? You were with all those great people. But I want to thank you. He's a tremendous success. In fact, they used to say he's the richest Hispanic in Florida. I don't know if that's true or not. But he, he started off with $2, and I know he's rich as hell, so that's okay. But Max Alvarez, thank you very much, Max. We appreciate it. Appreciate it. Hispanic Americans are beyond measure. Look at them. <laughs> <laughs> what a job. Hispanic Americans enrich our nation beyond measure. They champion our shared values and embody the American dream. That's what it is. I mean, this guy was a fighter on the street. He used to beat up people. You know, your route is much different. Most of these people, I know your story. Actually, for what you do, it's sort of cool. <laughs> you know, for other people, it wouldn't be so good. But he used to beat up people. And somebody said, hey, come on to the gym. Let's see if you're so good. And then he goes into the gym, and guys that were fighting for a long time, he beat the hell out of them. They said, I think he's going to be a good fighter. And they were right. But these are all different stories, right? All different stories. Whatever, you know, whatever it takes, Jorge, right? Whatever it takes. But Joe Biden has spent 47 years selling out to the, you know, different interests in Washington. It's, uh, it's really sad. He sold out the Hispanic American community, sending your jobs to China, making your communities less safe, attacking your religious values, and trapping countless children in failing government schools. He doesn't like charter schools. He doesn't like choice. And choice is a very important thing for education, but he can't do that. Uh, it's just against the radical left. The radical left can't have it. And you know about the radical left almost more than any people you know about the radical left. You've gotten. You've gotten some pretty, right? You've gotten big, big examples, and you're not going to be there. And I think that's one of the reasons we're doing so well with Hispanics. Joe Biden betrayed Hispanic Americans, and I'm 
fighting for you, and uh, we're fighting like never before. We can't let this uh, anything happen. I think it'll be — I think this will go down, and I think right now people are saying it's the most important election in the history of our country because they are stone-cold crazy what they'll do to our country. You see it on the streets. You see it with the riots all the time. And we don't have that in Republican states and cities. You don't have that. This is endemic to uh, — this is endemic to the Democrats. And uh, no bail, no this, no that weakness all over the place, and they take advantage, and that's the way it is, and it's a very sad thing. Uh, we go in, we went into Minneapolis, we saved it, we went in, they knew we were coming into Seattle, we were going in the next day, and they just raised up their hand and they left. Uh, but this is after weeks and weeks. We have to be asked by the governors, which in all cases are Democrats, in all cases. Top 10 cities, Democrat for for danger. You look at what's going on in Chicago. You look at what's happened in New York now in a short period of time. I love New York. And you look at what they've done, the Democrats, what they've done to destroy it. They have some categories of crime up 160 percent. One was up 300 percent. This all happened in a short period of time. We want to bring back, we want to draft Rudy Giuliani. Let's draft him. Yeah. Yeah. But he, uh, he betrayed the Hispanic Americans prior to the China virus. The plague that came in from China, we achieved the lowest Hispanic American unemployment rate in the history of our country. Was six months ago, we're building it up again. You know, make America great again. We say now, make America great again again. Make America great again again, because we did it. Now I have to do it again. I thought that was done. I thought this was going to be easy. We were. This was going to be a very easy election. I still think it is. I think there's a there's a spirit out there that I've never seen, even far beyond what it was four years ago. It's incredible. Yeah, I'm sure you see it. More than 1.5 million Hispanic Americans were lifted out of poverty during this short period of time. Think of that. 1.5 million lifted out of poverty. That's a record. Hispanic American home ownership and household income reached all-time highs, records, all records. Everything was a record. And uh, if you look at the numbers, if you look at what's happening, it's happening again. We're in a V. It's going to be very big. Third quarter numbers will be announced before the election, and I think they're going to be tremendously — they're going to be great. They're going to be great. I think — I think that GDP is going to be — I mean, estimates are from — I heard one from 23 percent to 35 percent. And any one of them would be an all-time record worldwide. So uh, — but that's what the predictions are. Let's see what it is. But it'll come out two days, three days before the election, which I'm very happy about. We built the greatest economy in history, and now we're doing it again. In the past four months, we added 3.3 million Hispanic American jobs. That's a record also. A lot of records. Joe Biden would terminate our recovery with a crippling nationwide shutdown and a $4 trillion tax hike. He's looking to raise your taxes very substantially, Max. I'm not sure if you like that. He'll have to close a few of the gas stations, maybe. You know, He'll only have 200 instead of 204. But you don't want to hear — you don't want to hear about tax hikes, right? Because it, it'll crush your — your whole uh, — everything that we've built. You can't do it. And they're looking for the biggest tax hike in the history of our country. He'll uh, lay waste to Florida's economy, just like he ruined Puerto Rico's economy in the Senate. In 1996, Biden voted for a tax bill that obliterated Puerto Rico's thriving pharmaceutical industry. 
and sent thousands. That was Joe Biden that did that. I, I didn't do it. Joe Biden did that. <laughs> sleepy Joe. He's a sleepy guy. And uh, sent thousands of jobs to China. A lot of those jobs went to China. That's what happened. It, uh, they took it out of, they ended the tax bill. You're nodding and you, you understand exactly. They just cut it. And uh, that was Biden and his friends. Uh, I will reverse Biden's catastrophic decision and we'll bring those jobs back to Puerto Rico. It's going to be happening. I mean, honestly, Puerto Rico, because you've seen what happens. It's, uh, you know, it's a little bit like habit. They vote for Democrats, but it's a mistake. And uh, it's changed with most Hispanics. You know, we had, uh, I just got the Bay of Pigs Award, and I've gotten it twice now, twice. And I got the total endorsement of the Cuban population, as you know. They were up uh, two days ago in the White House, and they gave us the endorsement. So we're, we're doing great with, with that. But uh, we also announced for Puerto Rico $13 billion in historic disaster relief funds. $13 billion. So this is, this is done by Trump. This is not by, done by the Democrats, but you have to explain that. And especially to those uh, in the Puerto Rican community living in Florida. We have to explain that to them because this is, uh, if I don't get elected, you're not doing any of anything with the pharmaceuticals again. They won't even, they haven't even talked about it. They haven't thought about it. So you'll explain that. Biden opposes school choice. He vows to ban charter schools and he opposes Florida's tax credit scholarship program, which is a big deal. In the second term, I'll provide school choice to every family in America. We'll have uh, unlimited school choice. It's already happening. Many Latino and Hispanic Americans came here to pursue the American dream, having left countries that they just felt was very, very unsafe. And you know, it's a very similar ideology, okay? If you look at Venezuela, if you look at what's going on there, and uh, you'll see some interesting things happening there. You look at that, you look at what's going on in other countries, some of you are from other countries, and you got lucky to get out. But it's the same kind of thing that you'd see happen here if. I'll tell you what, I'm like a wall. You know, we're building the wall on the southern border. It's almost complete. But I'm like a wall between the American dream. I'll say this because it sounds nice, but it's true. I think Max would agree with it. Between the American dream, I'm a wall. Between the American dream and, and chaos and, and a horror show, a horror show. It would be very bad. It would be very bad. Many Latino and Hispanic Americans came here to pursue the American dream, having left countries that really had a very, very uh, unruly group of people. Uh, you know, we're throwing out MS-13 all the time. Uh, the only one's not afraid is that guy right there. He wouldn't be afraid of MS-13. He's the, he's the only guy in the room. But uh, they're rough, they're bad, and they're bad people. He's a great person, they're bad people. And we throw thousands and thousands out of our country. And if we didn't have ICE and these people, they, you would be uh, living in in real fear and real problems. And you know, the, the funny thing about the southern border, the, the wall, safety, the people that understand the border better than anybody are the Hispanics. I have had more support when we build a wall because they don't want bad people coming into our country. They don't want people coming into the country that are gonna take their jobs. And they understand it better. And I always thought it would be the opposite in a way. They understand what we've done on the border. We have stopped it. And you can come into the country, but you have to come in legally. It's an incredible thing that's taken place over the last couple of years.
So Biden's a weak guy, I think. Uh, we have a debate coming up. It'll be interesting. It's like going into a match, same kind of thing, a little bit less physical, <laughs> slightly. But it's, uh, you know, it's to win matches, you need that up here. I don't care how tough you are. I see him over. He has guys that are so strong, you can't even believe it. But this wins probably, it's 50% of it. But uh, I don't know, what, what percentage would you say? Well, you got to have the, you got to have this too. But the, but the head is what? He's, how, what's the percent? 80? Okay, I'll go with 80. That's, that's a lot. It's a lot. But it's true. I've seen it. You have guys that you know that if they had the right up here, they would be unbeatable. Is that right? Unbeatable. But it's just, it's great that it's that way, isn't it? It's really great. Uh, vice President, when he was Vice President, he met with Venezuelan dictator Maduro and showered him. Well, that seemed to hit the right. But uh, Biden met with Maduro. He showered him with compliments, imposed the toughest ever sanctions for, uh, and, and just really what he what he's done to us is just incredible. He's he's taken everything. I, I put sanctions on the likes of which they've never seen. And I'll tell you what, whether it's Iran or whether it's uh, Venezuela, and they already want to talk. Everybody wants to talk, but they want to wait. I want to wait till after the election because I say, wait. And a year ago, I said, you have a choice. We can talk now or we can talk after the election. But after the election, it's going to be a much tougher deal. And uh, where do, do you see? And you know, Cuba's doing, Cuba's doing very, very badly. Cuba's doing very badly. That island is, uh, they want to do something. But I'm not doing anything unless I speak with my friends that came up to the White House, because they know exactly what they want to do. You have to have freedom. You have to have freedom, and we're going to do that. So. We're in a very good, we're in a very good position. But Biden uh, met with uh, Maduro, and it was all just uh, lovey-dovey, and nothing happened. And I imposed the toughest sanctions ever imposed in Latin America. Senator Biden voted five times to cut funding to freedom fighters in Nicaragua. Anybody here involved with Nicaragua? Yes. And he protected the. Ortega regime, and we've sanctioned them, and it's uh, done a real, I'll tell you what, we have done a real job. All of these countries are going to come. We're going to make wonderful deals, but we have to wait till after the election. I told them, I said, no, I, I want to wait. I want to wait. Now, their dream, whether it's China, Russia, you know, you see the stuff that just came out on Russia? So we caught them cold, Max. We caught him cold. It was a whole conspiracy, and it was the worst thing anyone's ever seen, and it was a takedown, and we caught him cold. It was all the opposite. They were the ones conspired. They got caught. Let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. We went through three years of, of crap. Let's see, let's see what happens now. They got caught. Did you see where they were buying insurance policies because they were afraid they were going to get caught? So they were buying insurance policies, FBI agents, and buying insurance policies for themselves because they were starting to think, this is really bad. We're going to get caught. I mean, it's not even believable. And there's more coming out. There's more coming out. It's getting deeper and, and worse and worse. And it was, uh, it was spying on the campaign, but that was the beginning. Then it was a coup. And, you know, you, ne you never think of this country as a coup. You think of certain 
South American countries for food, but they were, we have them cold. I mean, it's an amazing thing that happened. And if the fake news would actually report it properly, it would be incredible. But, but they don't even have to report it. Although I have to tell you, CBS did an incredible piece last night. It was an incredible piece. So, but we got them, uh, we caught them. And uh, it's, a, it's a terrible thing for our country. And it was so dishonest. And it was the exact opposite. It was the exact opposite. And they did deal with Russia. In fact, if you look at it, Joe Biden's son, where's Hunter, right? Where's his official name is Where's Hunter? He got three and a half million dollars from the wife of the mayor of Moscow. Think of that. Three and a half million. He got three and a half. His son got three and a half million dollars when and he had nothing until Joe became vice president. He goes, why? Why? We're still trying to figure that one out. <laughs> we'll figure it out. We'll figure. You must be from Cuba. You. <laughs> why? But we'll figure it out. We're going to get it. Um, but no, it's a big story. It's a tremendous story. And on the internet, it's the biggest thing that's taken over the internet. Nobody can even believe it. It would be great if the, if the lamestream media would do something about it, but, you know, but uh, they tend not to. But I, again, I want to, I want to commend Catherine Herridge of uh, CBS. She did an incredible piece on this, uh, and she can't believe it. The last administration also surrendered to the narco-terrorists of Colombia. Anybody from Colombia? Colombia? Well, you know what's going on there, right? You know what's going on there. Joe Biden even received the endorsement of Colombian socialists. Gustavo Petro. Uh, not good, right? Not a good, not a good endorsement. A former member of M19 guerrilla organization, right? No good, right? Good, he knows. Under my administration, we work with our Colombian partners to stabilize the region, which we've largely done and launched a historic naval operation against the drug traffickers and have taken in tons and tons of really bad stuff. The Obama-Biden administration's horrendous Cuba policy betrayed the Cuban people and enriched Castro's regime. I ended that, and as you know, uh, we ended it very strongly. We ended it. And we stand with every citizen of Cuba, Nicaragua, Venezuela, in their fight for freedom. You know, this location is called Little Venezuela. Did you know that? There's so many Venezuelans, and they love me because I did a great job with this place. They liked me before I ran. This is little Venezuela. It's a tremendous Venezuela population in the Doral section of Miami. And they have, you know, if you put up a house for sale, they say if it takes more than two days to sell, you're doing something wrong. That's how good. No, it's true. It's, it's just like a really incredible piece. It's just a great location and incredible neighbors, incredible people. And I've gotten to know them really well because of this, and they're, they're great. And it's going to work out very well. You watch. You watch. So we've achieved more. I've achieved more for the Hispanic Americans. And think of it. I've achieved more for Hispanic Americans in 47 months than Joe Biden has achieved in 47 years. He's been in there for I've done it for 47 months. 47 months, and it's, uh, it's amazing. 47, 47, but he's been doing it for 47 years. You know, I always get a kick. I see him, well, we should do this, and we should do that. I said, you've been doing this for 47 years. 
and now you're going to do it? And he's not exactly prime time. A little like a fighter. Someday I'm going to say, you know, you got to take it easy now a little bit. Right now is prime time, but be a time. It happens. This is not prime time for Joe. He never had too much of a prime time. But I will say this, 47 months and 47 years, it's true. We've done more. So what we're going to do now, when we go around the table a little bit, say a few words. Uh, maybe we can take some questions from the audience if we can. We'll do it fast. If we go fast, we can take a couple of questions from them. And it's really great to be here with you. It's, it's just a really, and I appreciate this. Great to be here. Okay. Why don't we start right there? Go ahead. We'll go fast, and we'll take a couple of questions. We'll get Mr. one from President. Good morning, Mr. President. Good morning. Hi. I, uh, you know, I'm. I'm usually a construction guy. You never see me wearing a suit like this. I know that. I know that. That's true. I, actually, true story. I just bought it two days ago, so ho ho hope it looks good. <laughs> My name is uh, Santiago Zuleta. I, uh, I own a, a small construction firm in uh, Central Florida. We do concrete work, sidewalks, walls for uh, highways, bridges, uh, county work, city work. And, I mean, really having a company has always been the dream of my life, uh, especially given my background. So I was born in Colombia in the early 80s, where the violence was a terrible, <laughs> terrible time. I actually lost my father at the age of seven to the violence. And uh, my mother was a single mother at the time with a five-year-old and a seven-year-old to support us. Uh, she did an amazing job. Uh, Luckily, we had the great opportunity to come to the United States when I was uh, 15. Uh, my brother was 13 years old. We moved to the United States. And out of all the places in the United States that a Latino family, not speaking English, not knowing the culture, could land, we ended up in Mobile, Alabama. <laughs> so, hey, but talk about a culture shock. But, you know, wh what a blessing that was. Well, that place, you know, some, some beautiful people we, we ran across some amazing people that support us along the way. And, uh, and then from there, I, uh, I went to uh, the University of Florida and graduated with a... Go Gators! <laughs> graduated with a degree of uh, civil engineering. And uh, then I started working for one of the largest contractors in the US, building roads, light rails, highways. Um, but I've always had that dream uh, in the back of my mind of owning my own company. And a few years ago, you know, with my wife, we decided to uh, make the jump and go for it. You know, it was pretty scary, but the economy was so strong that it was, it was the right time. And it has a, it's a really rewarding, but it has some tough days, you know. And you really, you know, a lot of times you, you hear the politicians and people talk about you know, what they do for small businesses and the small businesses are the, the, the the core of the economy, but in my opinion, Mr. President, what, what you've done with the, small, with the uh, tax cuts for the small businesses have been the greatest achievement done in years. I tell you why, because you know a lot of people talk, but there hasn't really been tangible change. You know, but the tax cut is real dollars, real dollars that go into businesses to reinvest. Uh, for me, it means having a little extra cash in, in, in the bank at the end of the day to, to give bonuses to my guys because they, they deserve it. They deserve more than that. God knows that. But, um, so it, it, it's amazing. The tax cuts, it's amazing for small businesses. 
Um, so thank you for that, Mr. President. It gives me the ability to, uh, to grow my business, to think, to take larger projects, to invest in equipment and people. Um, so thank you for that. And I hope people understand the importance of continuity. We, we have to keep this fight. We have to keep, keep the, the, the tax reform and the help to small businesses for years to come. So right. thank you very much. For those tax cuts that helped so many businesses, including small businesses, uh, they will be gone if Biden gets in. You know they're going to wipe them out. So just remember that. And uh, it won't be the same. You'll be losing a lot of jobs. So that's the way it works. It's unfortunate. Thank you. Great job. Appreciate it. Please. Thank you, Mr. President. And the opportunity from you and your staff to share during National Small Business Week my story. My name is Erica Benfield and I'm a Puerto Rican moved stateside at just six years old. Like many of us on this panel, we came here for the American dream. That's not the only start to my story. It goes back one generation back. My grandfather was a prisoner of war in Korea for two years, boarding Guinea. And when I saw what you and your administration did in returning the bodies to his comrades and others who couldn't make it back on their own, it meant a lot to me. We thank them for their service. Like my grandfather, my family also taught me great work ethic. And with the moral support of my husband, Back in 2008, I started my first brick and mortar business. 2008, you know that year, the crash. That's right. During the Obama administration, there were hardly any loans for a business like mine. I didn't qualify, but it was tough, but we did it. I had an intern and myself, and we started in less than 500 square feet. 12 years later, Florida Living Quarters, FLQ Interiors, thanks to you and your administration, qualified for our first SBA loan. That 500 square foot store is now 5,000 square feet, 10 times the size of 12 years. doesn't end there. I signed an exclusivity to sell only American-made blind shades and shutters. I said no to China. I will not sell Chinese products in my store. Last year, in one year, we saw 300% growth. When COVID-19 hit, we were the second quarter into our newly expanded showroom. And we had to make tough choices. I still remember the words from Congressman Waltz, keep pushing, the second wave of PPP is coming. And thanks to you and your administration, we qualified not only for the PPP loan, 
but also for the SBA loan forgiveness for six months. It saved every job, even our intern from the local college. Mr. President, I want to thank you personally for because I feel that you've done more than what you promised. You say promises made, promises kept, but you did more than that for our business icons. But it doesn't end there. <laughs> like you, in 2016, I ran for office for the first time and was elected as the first Latina, Hispanic, elected official in the city of DeBerry. Not one business has permanently closed in our city. And I believe that because we have kept taxes low, we have the lowest crime rate in the state of Florida, and our people help each other. Under the leadership of Governor DeSantis, we are investing and bringing more people to Florida. Now, I'm not a polished politician. I'm probably more nervous than anyone up here on this panel because it's only been four years, but you do a really good job, Mr. President. <laughs> I invite you to visit DeBerry and Volusia County, again, the home of NASCAR. And let me tell you, the beast makes one hell of a pace car because I was there. I had my kites and I strapped in my seat and was there for that beautiful patriotic moment high up in the bleachers, greeting you into our county. I hope you can remember me in my story because I will never forget this day and the opportunity to thank you in person. And by the way, today is my 16-year-old son's birthday, Connor, and I ask you to wish him a happy birthday because he's sharing his mom in an effort like you to keep America great again. Great job, thank you. Great job, thank you very much. Please. Good morning, Mr. President. It's a great pleasure to see you here in sunny Florida. My name is Juan Gers. I am electrical engineer. I run a company here in this beautiful state. We work worldwide, actually, in more than 45 countries from here. We also have operations in Chile, Colombia, and Mexico. Um, I have to say first that uh, our company really received a wonderful help, you see, from the central government. And it was not promises, it was true. Actually, the PPP program, the SBA program, you see, helped us a lot to keep our employees. And actually, we keep all our employees and we'll keep them. If you stay enough, let me say that. I have to say also that um, as Colombian, I am American Colombian citizen. I was deputy secretary of energy in Colombia and I had the privilege to work directly with President Uribe that uh, you know that he's unfairly under house arrest. 
Uh, actually, I want to mention that because Colombia is a beautiful country. You already mentioned that. And we need you to help the country to avoid being taken into, into communism. I want to say also that I am the president of the Colombian American Chamber of Commerce here in Miami. And all the companies that we support, which are established here, have been also helped a lot by the government. The government that um, you are now presiding, and uh, you know, thanks to your help, thanks to your determination, even with the small businesses, really, all of them are doing, I would say, pretty well. I haven't seen none of them really going crashed. And finally, uh, I want to say that uh, I cooperate with the Department of Commerce, in particular with the DEC, which is the District Export Council. I am a member of the directive board there, and I can see, and I can say both, that actually they are helping a lot. American companies to survive. So, Mr. President, we are extremely grateful, you know, because of thanks to your administration, we are doing fine. Now we need you to be four more years here. Yes. <laughs> you know. And, um, and not only for America, for the beautiful country, for our country, but also because you are the wall against the community, perhaps in the rest of America, in the rest of Latin America. Mr. President, thank you very much. Thank you very much. And please win this win again, you know, Mr. Biden. Thank you very much. Thank you, you know, um, I used to say, and I meant it, but I didn't know it had such meaning, that we could be a Venezuela, too. You know, Venezuela, 15 years ago, was a very wealthy country, and a very, very wealthy country, prosperous, talked about all over the world, one of the wealthiest, and uh, uh, just looked like it had a tremendous future. And then all of a sudden, they went with a different ideology, and it, it is, it, right now, we send water, we send food. They don't have anything. They don't have medicine. They don't have, they literally don't have water. Uh, and they have oil, so it's not just the oil. I mean, they, they, they haven't done anything right with the oil. They don't know what is happening in that country. That country is a total disaster. It could happen. It could happen. Because if you look at some of these people that you see with the storefronts and breaking down and the riots and everything that's going on, it's the same ideology. That's what happened with Venezuela. One day it was gone. It was just gone. And so, uh, you know, it could happen. This would be a Venezuela on a major steroids, okay? This would be a, a Venezuela that would be a very large version of it, but it could happen. And a year ago, I'd start, I started saying that two years ago. It could happen because I'd see the thinking. I'd see some of this thinking, and I'd say, you know, that could actually happen. That could actually happen, but we're not going to let it happen. It doesn't happen. With, with me, it doesn't happen. But you, put, you put the wrong people in office. You put the wrong people in office, it could happen, it could happen rapidly. Okay, let's go. Claudia. Thank you, Mr. President. It's a real pleasure to be here with you today and this wonderful panel. Um, my name is Claudia Rigo. I'm from Honduras. Uh, I moved to this country, this the land of the free, as they say, uh, 20, 18 years ago, 2002. And uh, I married a wonderful man, have a two wonderful kids, and uh, we both had a background in manufacturing. So we decided to start a business here in the, in the United States and also in Honduras. 
with this goal. But uh, in 2015, when you started um, running for president, that you started promoting the Made in USA, Made in USA, we say this is the moment. It's coming. So we decided to start uh, uh, take the risk and do some investment here in buying some equipment and taking advantage of the of of the tax cut that we had in buying equipment right. that helped a lot because we thought it was the right moment to move and start investing like in high equipment because what we're doing is printing fabrics and uh, um, and clothing. Okay, our our business name is Designers Manufacturing. We created that business back in 2016. Uh, so we started bringing uh, more equipment, getting ready for what is coming, okay? And uh, now after your three years of almost four years of presidency, we notice how everything is coming back right now, how businesses were booming, even right now with all these problems that we have with the um, COVID. Uh, we notice how many factories and businesses are calling us that they want to bring their business back to America. They say, we don't want made in China. We want to do uh, products. Yes, this is, this is something that we receive not every day, but every week before president, we receive calls from different companies that they want to say, we want our products made in USA. We don't care if we have to pay more, but we want to manufacture here. So that's why we took the chance and we say, okay, let's add manufacturing, let's add sewing, let's add cutting. So we added more to our businesses. And now uh, it's so much business that we're getting from overseas and also local business that we don't have enough. Uh, we have more demand than, than we can to hire. Like we're, we're lack of uh, personal right now. Mm -hmm. We need more people because we, in this business that we have right now, which is manufacturing, you know, this business was gone long ago in the 80s when all this CAFTA, NAFTA, and all these agreements, right. you know, all these people were lost. You know, everything left. And so the people that we need right now need the training because nobody knows how to do this, right? Now, how to do the sewing, the cutting, the, right. all the engineering part that we need. So we're trying to train people now, but we're willing to do it because it's so much demand that we have right now right. that. We're uh, willing to do that, and Made in America is excellent. Thanks to you, Mr. President. Well, a very big thing, because you mentioned it, but we uh, terminated one of the worst trade deals ever made anywhere, I guess, NAFTA, mm -hmm. and we now have USMCA Mexico-Canada. And it's, it's a fantastic deal. You'll see that just kicked in, and uh, everyone said that couldn't be done. There's no way to get it. We a terrible deal. We lost so much business to Mexico and so much business to Canada. And I was able to get that done. We got it actually passed. And it's USMCA is the deal, and it's great for our country, and it's going to keep our businesses in our country. And uh, it was a great achievement. Please go ahead. Yeah. How are you? Can you hear me? Yeah. First, I want to say it is an, an incredible honor to be here today. Um, and thank you for listening to my story. Um, I want to thank also Latinos for Trump for what they're doing in the state of Florida. There's a big movement in Florida. We're all for you. Yeah. Um, and we're working hard. 
to bring to bring the Latino vote and to win the Latino vote in the state of Florida. Um, so I want to thank you for, for, for listening to my story. My name is Carla Salvatierra. Um, I came from Nicaragua in 1987. I was 16 years old. I came with two sisters, no parents, with nothing other than the dream to make, to build an American dream and to escape communism and the fear of everything we lost. Uh, I saw my country change in a few years. When people say it's not going to happen or it would take forever to change, that's not the reality. Right. It happens quick. I saw it, I, I, I saw it coming. I am very involved and, and I'm volunteer for Latinos for Trump because I see it, I lived it. Nobody can tell me the story. I lived the experience. Um, when I came to the United States, I didn't speak the language. I started from the bottom. I worked at Burger King, Winn-Dixie. I lived in Miami uh, for about seven years. And then I relocated to Orlando, Florida, where I obtained my real estate license in 1995. I went into the timeshare industry and I worked uh, in the industry for 15 years. Um, I held different positions from sales to trainer to director. And in 2009, I decided to join my husband's uh, company, Tax and Accounting, Tax on Inc. Um, and at the same time, uh, I started doing general real estate and presently this year, I'm building, I'm developing homes in Osceola County, Florida. Uh, two years ago, we decided to go into a partnership in a restaurant, a small family-owned Italian restaurant in Orlando. Um, the, the restaurant was thriving. The economy was amazing. Um, a lot of our business came from from the tourism industry, timeshare, hotels. And in the last few years, since you've been the president, it's been the best few years in our business. And when COVID hit, our restaurant suffered. We were forced to shut down. But thanks to your brilliant idea to help small businesses with the PPP program, we were able to keep all, all our employees and find ways to make our business grow locally without depending on the tourism industry. And we were able to keep all our employees. Our business is doing well today. Great. And we are hopeful and we know that with you as our president for the next four years, we're gonna do 10 times better than we did before. Thank you. I have four children. One is a veteran from the Navy. One's a veteran from the Air Force. One is active duty in the Navy station in Virginia. And I have, uh, my youngest is a school teacher. She teaches US history and civics. I wanna thank you for what you do for our military, the veterans. Thank you. 
our teachers, our police officers, our first responders. You care, and, and it means a lot to me. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. I also want to thank you for what you've done for Israel. I converted to Judaism. <laughs> I converted to Judaism six years ago. Israel means the world to me. And you've done more for Israel than any other president ever. And I can't think of anyone better than you to receive the Nobel Peace Prize for what you've done in the region. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Beautiful. Congratulations. It's a beautiful job. And, and the restaurant will be open, and you'll be very successful with it very soon. It's coming back very rapidly. Thank you very much. Thank Appreciate you. It. Okay, please. Buenos dias. Good morning, Mr. President. Nice to see you. Thank you for hosting uh, this uh, roundtable. My name is Hiram Terrell. I'm a former banker from San Juan, Puerto Rico. Uh, I've been living in Central Florida for the last 20 years. I have five children. I have four grandkids. I run a family business, which is El Cilantrillo Restaurant, you know, that I opened it with uh, my wife, Diane, that is just on the audience today. El Cilantrillo was created out of a great need. Uh, when I was in corporate America, I used to go out uh, to lunch, and I couldn't find, you know, the great taste from my country, from Puerto Rico. So we decided to open in 2017 our first location in Kissimmee, Florida. And with the success of our first location, we opened uh, in the heart of Orlando, our second location, three miles from the airport. So uh, we have 60 employees and have them able to keep them because of the PPP program. Thank you very much, Mr. President. Once we're allowed to open, we quickly pivot to create family meals and create a partnership with delivery companies like Uber Eats and DoorDash. I'm happy to share that that part of our business has grown by 50%. So the CARE Act was critical for keeping our economy afloat. Uh, thank you, Mr. President, for keeping our small business top of mind. Last but not least, Mr. President, my heart is with my beloved island of Puerto Rico. Although I don't reside there, but my parents do. My, my dad is a Navy veteran, U.S. Coast Guard veteran, too. I wanted to thank you for providing billions of aid and strong support to help Puerto Rico recover from devastating natural disaster and to rebuild the infrastructure. So thank you from the bottom thank of you. my heart. Thank you. Great job. Also, thank you, Mr. President, for, um, for bringing back pharmaceutical manufacturing in Puerto Rico. That, that meant a lot to us. I remember when I was in banking, I used to be on that, you know, department, you know, manufacturing, and that hurts us a lot, the economy. Thank you. Thank you very much, Mr. President. We'll, we'll take care of it. Thank you very much. Great job.
Thank you, Mr. President. Um, my name is Carolina Ferreiro, and I came from Havana, Cuba, 36 years ago. I came at the age of six um, with my parents and my little sister, um, fleeing, obviously, the horrible Castro regime. Um, this country is where that gave us the freedom that we wanted to thrive. It's where um, our family grew our faith and we dreamed of a better generation to come. Um, our family business is Farm and Natural. We make the best vitamins in America, here in Miami Lakes, Florida. And this year, um, with the CARE Act, I mean, with the acts, uh, sorry, with the tax cuts and the job acts, we were able to expand, give back to our employees, add jobs, but then COVID came and everything was uncertain. But with your quick actions and your awesome leadership, Mr. President, we we're able to get PPP and save many, many, many jobs. Um, as a result, we answered your call when you said to the private sector, help, you know, so we stopped making some vitamins and we started making some hand sanitizers for our first responders. Um, although, although we manufacture here in, in the USA and made in, made in USA, we still, for the last 18 years, our company has depended on China for the components and for soft gels and gummies. This year, we're taking the leap and we're expanding our operations and we're bringing gummies and soft gels to our manufacturing facilities so we no longer can depend on China. Thank you, Mr. Thank President. You. Thank you. Great. Great job. Good morning, Mr. President. Uh, I am honored and humbled to be a part of this very distinguished table, especially with all, all our guests. I know Cubans told Venezuelans, be careful with uh, Maduro. Venezuelans uh, are now in Cuban Americas are telling Colombians, be careful with Petro. We hear you. We hear you. My name is Juan Andrade. I'm a Colombian American and I'm a Uribista, a true believer, like a, many Colombian Americans in Florida, a former President Uribe, who is the wall in Colombia to start Castro Chavismo that has been trying to take over our country and is moving to the United States. We appreciate and want to thank Vice President Pence for his support to Uribe by tweeting that he should be able to defend himself in freedom. There's a real threat in Colombia with the leftist senators and terrorists that are in Congress, especially Petro, an ally of Maduro. Not only is he supporting Biden, but he also has people in Miami that are participating in demonstrations, asking for votes for Biden, and is constantly attacking those of us who support your reelection, Mr. President, for four more years. In addition, former President Juan Manuel Santos the men that gave impunity to the FARC terrorists in the so-called peace process that was supported by Obama-Biden administration is calling for demonstrations and address to weaken President Duque's government. Santos has a U.S. visa. Hmm, he lives here. Mm -hmm. Now, for the business matter at hand, I have many others have visas here that should not be here. But anyway, uh, now the business matter at hand, 
I've been in the commercial airline business for 30 years, and I've been able to have my dream to work in the aviation industry in New York, California, and now here in Florida. I was assisted by uh, the PPP program, not only to save my job, but many others in our community. I have a non-for-profit organization, America's Business Network, that we were able to assist 107 companies, and many more people received that assistance, Mr. President, when they knew I was coming for this meeting, they wanted to say thank you and I'm the voice for them to say thank you because we really are surviving small businesses in our community. So thank you very much. <laughs> Talking about Latino entrepreneurship, Hispanic entrepreneurship, there's two men in this forum that have acquired a home-based airline that filed for chapter seven, Miami Air, that services the Department of Defense and had laid off 350 people here in Miami. We're working hard, we do diligence with the Department of Transportation, with the FAA and the Treasury to get 350 employees back to work. We already hired 30, our first plane coming at the end of this month and six more to come very quickly after that. Mm. Mr. President, the Airline Care Act as an aviation person is key to the industry, but it's key here in South Florida for Miami to bring those employees back to work and continue to service the Department of Defense. Mr. President, Colombian Americans in Florida have been working closely with our county census chairman, Commissioner Steve Bobo, to count the estimated 1 million Colombians in Florida, of which, Mr. President, 58% are US citizens and are issue-based border who do not want the leftist socialist government in the United States. Our business people that are here with us today also are very grateful and are very optimistic, Mr. President, with the Nearshoring Program and the America's Crescent Program to support our companies, especially here in Florida as well, and our allies like Panama and Colombia. It's an excellent program, and let me congratulate you, sir. We are looking forward for this implementation and partner up to assist those projects of the Nearshoring Program. Those tricky issues about Colombians, Mr. President, Colombian American, is key to mobilizing the community, and they're out there working, and we're gonna get you reelected for four more years, Mr. President, no doubt. I have, I have it. I have this small token. This is a hat made by Colombian artisans. As you see, it's from 2020. Yeah. This is a symbol out there. I will working for you in the campaign and getting you reelected. This is made by hand. It could be folded, you could put it in your pocket, it falls back again. That's okay. We honor if you accept Thank it, you Mr. President, and uh, Trump, four more years. Four years ago, we were elected. I didn't think it was a surprise because I saw the crowds. I saw the spirit. We had tremendous spirit, incredible spirit, actually. And uh, it was something special. That was the most exciting night, the evening, that beautiful November evening, right? And I actually think now, and I used to say, well, that was really important, but this one's going to be equal. It's really not. It's 
this is going to be a more important election. And I think it's going to be an even bigger victory. And, you know, we were talking about uh, bringing the country together. And we were doing that because people were calling. We were so successful. I mean, even now you have all these records for, for uh, Hispanic Americans, Latinos, all records. We have tremendous records. But uh, just before the, uh, the plague came in from China, they should have stopped it. They should have stopped it. But just before it came in, people were calling me. Democrats were calling me. They wanted to get together. It was happening because we had the best job numbers. We had the best businesses. We had the best uh, everything. We've rebuilt our military. By the way, our vets are in great shape now. Our vets are fantastic. <laughs> Veterans' choice, accountability, so many things. But we did things that nobody ever thought were possible and did them pretty quickly over a period of three years. And uh, nobody's done what we've done in three years, three and a half years. But uh, then the plague came in and we had to close it up, but we had to rebuild it and we saved millions of lives by closing it. But now we, we're rebuilding it. It's going much faster than before. But I could tell you, it was all coming together. People say, how do you get them together? I said, success. We were there. It was all happening. And then China sent us the plague. But it was all happening. And now it's happening again. And that's exactly what we're doing. But I just want to thank this community. I want to thank so many of the champions. You have some great, great people out in the audience, friends of mine, a lot of friends of mine, and somebody I have great respect for because I respect uh, when somebody is the best at what they do. I want to thank Jorge Masvidal for being with us. Jorge Masvidal. When is your next fight, Jorge? It's a, your next fight is a biggie. When is that? Well, work it. Get plenty of money, okay? Get plenty of money, but work. But definitely have it because I want to watch it, okay? We'll be watching. We'll be rooting for you. But thank you for being here. All right? You're really a great, a great champ. Great. Uh, you're great at what you do, and it's right up here too. And don't let anyone ever think it isn't. Uh, but I want to thank everybody for being here. And Max, thank you very much. Great job you've done. Great job. Uh, we will go on. We're going to win. We're going to have four great years. I think it's going to be. I think next year is going to be. We and I will. I will never forget our Hispanic American community. Uh, it's uh, just been with me. Even, even four years ago, it was we did very well. And uh, with the Cubans, we were at ninety percent. Now I think hundred percent. But uh, we we've just uh, we've always done well. But now it's really reached a new level. Uh, I will never forget you, and I want to thank you for being here. Thank you all very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.